brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey, everybody. This is Chase Masterson. This is Robert Picardo. This is Will Wheaton. I'm William Shatner. Hey, everyone. This is Rod Roddenberry. This is Denise Crosby, and you're listening to TrekCast. Mr. Wolf, dispatch a subspace message to Admiral Hanson. We have engaged. TrekCast. From the sweltering, glittering streets of Las Vegas, Nevada, this is TrekCast, a Star Trek podcast. We've assembled our team of geeks from all over the country, heck, all over the world, to talk about Star Trek, the original series, the next generation, Voyager, Enterprise, DS9, the movies, everything Star Trek, right here on TrekCast, a Star Trek podcast. Hello, I am David Thomas Ivey. I'm Darren Benjamin. I'm Alicia. And welcome to TrekCast, the number one rated African Star Trek podcast and the number one rated <laughs> United States Star Trek podcast, and I think Canadian as well. I, I'm going to say the world. Australia, we know. Yep. We learned African this yep. week. Yes. We're number one in Africa. <laughs> That's right. All two Trekkies in Africa. Listen to us. <laughs> From Swaziland. <laughs> right. That's right. All two. There's two Trekkies in Africa and they both listen to us. Swaziland looks kind of, it looks kind of nice. It's an ocean front, it out. right? It's, well, it's, it's, it's on the coast yeah. of the south south uh, eastern part of uh, Africa. Oh, the other side. Yeah. Oh, I never yeah. pictured anything over there. Yeah, exactly. Wow. We're going to have nice. to take a trip. I was looking on my uh, Google Earth actually, and uh, it looks very green. There's like uh, some reserves, and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we'll get to it in the email. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. right. The first email, in fact. Right. It's this which we haven't done in a while. So we're getting back to it. Yes. Um, what has happened? We're back weekly. Yes. After our little our little uh, jaunt to uh, to Mexico. Our little yeah, it was kind of like a <laughs> vacation spat. Um, yeah. Um, so you know the uh, the Tacosians didn't hit uh, Alicia like they hit me, did they? <laughs> uh, no, but the Tequilians hit me hard. Oh, the Tequilians, yes, a Tequilian mind ray. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, actually I, I <laughs> heard got some, me. I heard some good some good stories, that's for sure, but I we're not going to elaborate, right? Good times. <laughs> <laughs> there was no cloaking device involved or something like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> the uh, anyone wants to know, they could track Big Dave down. He'll tell you about right. Yeah, Portland Dave. He'll uh, he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll fill he'll, you in. Yeah, well, see, he was the one who introduced us to the Tacosians, Tequilians, and the uh, and the Sarvasians. Was it? He introduced you to them. Well, I would have known those guys. Oh, by we now. know. We know. We're from L.A. We know them well. But. Okay. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> that's funny. I, uh, I I have fond memories of hanging out at the world's smallest uh, Tequilian bar really? down in Cabo. Really? Yeah. It's like it's like it's the world's smallest tequila bar. Really? There's like two or four seats or something like that. And it's just a little little stand. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm, well, sure, there you guys, was, I'm sure you guys went by it. Oh, they would believe me. Well, it was probably the one place that didn't have bourbon. Remember we walked by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right next to our hotel, and it's like we, this was like two days in, so we're, we're done with tequila. Uh-huh. We were that was it. I had the te- we're like te- no more beer, no y- more tequila. Yeah, I went back to bourbon, and uh, there wasn't one. It had four bar, four seats. Mm-hmm. They were playing a soccer game. It was like in a little courtyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably it. Huh. Right there, right next to our hotel. Nice, but uh, yeah, it's no quarks. No, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. but, it was so, fun. Oh no, it was it was. Um, let's do this. Oh wait. Wait, we got all kinds of things to do. <laughs> so I don't even know what it is we're going to do. Let's do we're something. Do jumping jacks. Yeah, let's do something. <laughs> Hailing frequencies. Open. Hey, Trekcast crew. This is Tom Reed from uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Just calling to tell you once again, thank you. Keep up the good work. Love the podcast. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Rami Linneo from the Trekcast forums calling in from Ferenganar once again from one of my mansions, mansions rather, near Hopalup Academy for Young Loblings. It's been a while since I let my incredibly enlightened musings to go to this hallowed weekly subspace transmission. I'll depart briefly from my normal forums report to discuss why. As I was leaving the Las Vegas convention, all bleary-eyed from too many Romulan ales, black holes, warp core breaches, and way too much umox, I had to use pounds of numbing ointment on my lobes, but that's another story. I was greeted by my good friend, Quan's smiling face. Now, had I not been busy from all the umox, I'd have remembered the 48th rule of acquisition that clearly states, the bigger the smile, the sharper the knife. Anyway, that aside, he offered me the use of his small transport back to Ferenginar since my marauder was mysteriously missing from orbit. I agreed and was soon warping back to Ferenginar. Unfortunately, Quan, who has a veritable mastery of the 34th rule, War is good for business, was smuggling Klingon disruptors to Major Kalin somewhere within the Gorn hegemony. We were captured, and I spent the last few months explaining to those smelly, scaly Gorn just what I was doing. And let me tell you, their, their diet leaves something to be desired. I became tired of Klingon tartar. Anyway, luckily, my other good friend, Lieutenant Pep Strebeck, was serving aboard the USS Banshee and was able to mount a rescue. Pep? Your lifetime supply of mind melds is on the way via subspace. Anyone ever notice how much he looked like one of the Borg at the old time station? So I've made it home. Quan, I'd like to remind you of the 125th rule of acquisition. You, can make, you can't make a deal if you're dead. I expect compensation on the order of no less than 50 bars of gold-pressed latinum. So now back to business. As I was catching up on the Trekcast Human subspace transmissions, I heard of the plight of the Vulcan homeworld. I've decided to help. My marauder, the FCS Rogel's Mouse, is en route at high warp. I've decided in my benevolence to adopt a Vulcan. One in particular, actually, that sultry, saucy fem- Vulcan female, Deprille. My ship will be arriving shortly. Of course, I did acquire the 
space-time technology from the old Las Vegas time station. So when you get here, it will be globe over 7th, 10-222, well before Grand Nagus Rom or Grand Nagus Zek, so clothing is not an option. I have heard that her ankle is somewhat damaged, so I will definitely have to ask the Vulcan High Command for a discount on the visa fees. So this is Robin Linnell at my winter home on Ferengrenar, signing off and reminding you of the 190th rule of acquisition. Hear all, trust nothing. In transmission. <laughs> uh, so that was that was uh, hailing frequencies. That was nice. Man. Thanks, Romulan Ale. Man, what were you talking he about? Was, he, went, he, went, he went on a, <laughs> a serious Star Trek The Experience away mission right there. That's true. He was, talking, he was talking about people I don't even know who they are. Pep Strebeck and Colin and and, uh, and Quan. It takes me back, man. Right. Well, Quan, I know. That's uh, Hey Star Trek. That's, uh, yes. Yeah, Quan is he likes oral. Hey Star Trek. <laughs> he, he does like girl. We found that out last week. That's, has he matter commented f- on that? Matter of fact, I, don't we have a don't we have a Ferengi contributor later on? In the oh, episode? we have one right now. We have, ladies and gentlemen, here at Trekcast. We like to. We only, you know, we can deal with the the high end here. That's right. We actually have a call in from none other than the head of the well, the former head. Yeah. So now, of, now it's uh, well, we know who we know right, who it right, is right. now of the uh, Ferengi Empire. Right. We have a we have a call in from uh, Grand Nagus Zach. That's kind of crazy. Wow, I can't so. wait to hear it. Well, I we um, I was talking to him uh-huh. via Skype and uh, asked him uh, asked asked him if um he would give us a weekly or some you know monthly whatever um a uh, like kind of a financial report. He's really busy, so you know anything well, we get yeah. from him, we He's really appreciate. Moogie. Moogie keeps him pretty <laughs> right. busy. So let's hear what let's hear what Zach has to say. From Ferenginar headquarters, high atop the 40th floor of the Tower of Commerce, transmitting to you the latest and greatest economic news in the galaxy. I've got my lobes to the pulse of the great material continuum. This is your host, Grand Nagasek, for this most important update on Earth's financial crisis. The crisis? Universal healthcare! Sure, it sounds great. Universal health care sounds impressive. But so does a term wage garnishment. Sounds delectable. But I must assure you it isn't. <laughs> Think of the families of the drug company moguls. They will suffer because of the public's greed. If you want to have a healthy and happy life, then make a good living. Make some wise investments. And he'll be able to afford the best health care possible. You don't see the unemployed and the homeless being sent to John Hopkins Hospital? That reminds me of Rule of Acquisition 102. Nature decays, but latinum lasts forever. And speaking of the homeless situation, I have a solution for you. Send them to court-mandated trade schools and have them build their own homes. All those bearded men in the streets could become the carpenters of the future. Finally, I'd like to say hello to one of my best human friends. He's recently been sent to prison for his genius moves. I don't understand. So, if you're out there, Bernie, I just wanted to say hello, and I know you had an unfair trial... I have some of my best lawyers looking into the matter, and we'll have you out in about 
75 years if we're lucky. So hang in there. <laughs> so that was kind of neat. That Wow, he's really looking out for us in the in our, in well, our endeavors here. Yeah, but I, I think I think now that he's not Grand Nagus, former yeah. Grand Nagus Zach. That's right. He's uh, now he's now up on Earth he's economics, yeah, political and commentary. <laughs> if you will, that's funny. That's like, just remember, uh, folks out there, that that Grand Nagus does not. Yeah, the, views, the views of yeah, Grand Nagus. The views of the former Grand Nagus Zach do not necessarily <laughs> are the, are the views of Trekcast or its affiliates. Affiliates. Right. That's right. <laughs> So, uh, Thanks let's for that though. Oh, yes, yes, thank you very much, Grand Nagasek. Yep. Um, well, let's do this. It's been a long time. <laughs> and now it's time for some emails. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Our first one is from our from Swaziland. Oh, I see. Okay, yes. this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Uh-huh. Greetings from Swaziland, Africa. In my first email to you, I had said that I was bummed because I didn't know any other Star Trek fans here. Well, one day in the capital of Swaziland, I happened to meet a guy named Jim Nave, who actually sent us an email earlier in an earlier episode. Truly, Lo- it is a small world. Truly, it is. <laughs> Lo and behold, we found out we both like Trek. Jim also belonged to a Southern Africa chapter of a Star Trek fan club, Starfleet International. I told him about the best Star Trek podcast, i.e. you guys, and he Yay. listened, loved it, and passed it on to the, all the other Southern African fan club members. Woo-hoo. So you guys are truly the number one rated <laughs> African Star Trek podcast. That's pretty awesome. Hey, all right. So there is more than two listeners in Africa. Yeah. Right. So let's see. He, Jim lives in the capital of Swaziland. Hey, Jim. And hey to everybody in the in Starfleet International. Wow. From oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're waving. We're waving right now, as a matter of yes. fact. Yeah. And uh, he lives about a half, an hour and a half away in the boonies. We now are regularly hanging out together with our wives, watching Star Trek, Talking Trek, and Trekcast. Pretty freaking sweet. Wow, I'll say. Awesome. Love it. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So that was Dennis Brock, because I didn't mention his name earlier. Okay. So thank Dennis you. Brock. I, I know Dennis Brock from Trek, Trek Space. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. I, yeah. Matter of fact, I do. Well, there you go. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Okay, now the next set of emails. I've got a ton all about the the my Dreamcast. Oh yeah, we because we did the Dream Crew. Well, we did. We just did Next Generation. We're going to get around to doing more of them. We just did Next Gen, and we did like it on the fly. An Ultimate Dream Crew or each series. Yeah, I don't know. What well, do you th- what, 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 we'll keep going back to that. I think, and these yeah. people are going to give us some ideas. I'm sure. Yeah. So some people specified for a certain series. Other people are just. Just saying, in you know, in general, we right? Should, we should put like a, a survey up in the forums just to see like yeah. be, what people vote. Well, for. we're gonna keep these so that way when we do the next one, mm-hmm. we can use some of these ideas. So let's. Well, well, what do we got? Okay, so first one is from Tim O'Sullivan. Okay, for Admiral, I'm just gonna read through the list here. Admiral Judy Dench. Huh? That's good. Captain. Who's Gib- that? She was M, and uh, she was M on uh, the last couple of James James Bond. Bond films. Oh. 
She was in uh, Chronicles of Riddick. She played the. the oh, you you'd recognize her. Oh, yeah, you totally would. Older okay. older lady. Oh, her name is Dame Judi Dench. Maybe yes. I remember that. Oh, because she was she was she's really dame. She's really dame. Oh wow, mm-hmm. okay. She was knighted by the well, not knighted. Yeah, the the female version yeah. of knighted, kind of. Yep. Dame oh. Captain Gibbs from NCIS. This is Mark Harmon. Okay. Oh, you can never go wrong with Mark Harmon. I'm a big Mark Harmon fan. Summer you're, School is one of my You're a big my... Mark Harmon fan? I am. I love That's Summer School. That's the first school. time I've ever heard that. <laughs> Science Officer Melina Kenna Karades from CSI New York. Uh, of, I, don't, I watch CSI, but not New York. A lot of NCIS. Yeah, we, we've got a lot of those. BRD. <laughs> well, we live in Las Vegas, so we, we're, we're, we're original. You know, CSI. CSI. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know it's funny. I when I worked at Starbucks, they they would come in. The CSI people would come in early in the morning, really? and they just nothing like you know. They're just like people. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, aren't like, we all? I do like that Georgia spells her name with a J. Yeah, Georgia spells her name with a J. Yeah, it's J O R J. It's like a Russian man. Yeah, it's really cool. Nice. Or it's or it's a thing where actors they have to write their names right. a bit different. So people, you know, being a member of SAG, yeah. I can tell you. <laughs> You cannot have an you cannot have the same name as somebody else that's in it. You can't. Well, you have somebody that's got the same name as you. Yeah, but they're not uh, in SAG. I do have. There's a there's a composer named David Ivy. And you yourself are a composer, right? But that's why I'm David Thomas Ivy. You're David Thomas Ivy, right? Can and I change why. my my call it my login to Darren Allen Benjamin? You can. But, you D know. Allen Benjamin. Yeah. Maybe. D. What about D A Benjamin? D Allen. Just call me D A B. Dallin. <laughs> Dab. Dallin. We're going to call you Dab. Or, or Dallin. What's up, Dab? I always liked it because my my initials backwards were are bad. Ooh. But forward, they're like totally lame. It's Dab. <laughs> so I get the best of both worlds. I can be either really lame or really bad. I like my initials are AI. Right. Anyway, that was uh, totally off the point, right? AAI. AAI. AI. Okay, continuing. Medical. Candy Alexander from CSI Miami. Don't know that one. Communications. Anna G- Angelina Jolie as Laura Croft. Many languages and a sexy accent. Well, she she should be every character on the crew. <laughs> the crew of Jolies. Yeah, <laughs> just the whole crew. Engineering. Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs. Oh, that would good. be good. I like that guy. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Security. Jason Statham. 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 Who's from, that? Uh, um, oh, he's been in Crank. He was in Crank. He was in uh, uh, in the Name of the King, which I Dungeon Siege, the Dungeon Siege movie directed mm. by Yui Bull. So you know it's good. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't even watch it. I, I as soon as I saw Ray Liotta is like the oh, bad guy, yeah, oh, yeah. With, with his Guido hairstyle. Well, as soon as I see, as soon as I see Yui Bull, <laughs> it's like you know, didn't did the internet get together and do a petition to have him stop directing movies? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but uh, it's funny because Dungeon Siege, whoever cut the trailer for that movie, right. made it look good. Really. Yeah, because well, if you watch the trailer for the movie, right. it actually looks great. Right. But then you start watching it, it's like, Well, oh, Uli God. Bull's like the worst. And in fact, that that made the front page of Blizzard.com about a year, half a year ago or so. When he said he wanted to drink Yeah, Blizzard, Blizzard said no. Yeah. And they got a... <laughs> You're not allowed. They got Sam Raimi instead. Yeah, his, his kind of a step up. pictures and Sam Raimi. Yeah, kind of a step up. Very cool. I still, I have to look and find out what this guy looks like. I have no idea who that is still. Jason Statham? Yeah. He's, uh, he wasn't, like I said, he was in Crank. I'm trying to think of something. Oh, was he the main guy in Crank? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's got a shaved head. Yeah. Kind of looks like a, looks like a dude. Yeah, he looks like a dude. Like a tough dude. I'll have to do some investigation. Okay. Helm, Dale Earnhardt Jr. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) 
Put that a big funny. old number three on the side of the Enterprise. I think it should be. I think it should be Kyle Kyle Bush because he's like the, the the head dude. He's won four in a row, right? Oh, okay. Oh yeah, he did. He's yeah, a Lowe's so, guy, right? Yeah. Let, yeah. Let, let it be Kyle Bush instead, just because he, you know, he actually was in the bar the other day. Who? He had a he had a party. Oh, at my Kyle bar the Bush. Other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, now Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s dad though. Junior's not. Oh, Junior's not. Senior. Oh, Senior. The Senior was number three. I don't even know what. I don't even know what number. Weapons, Arlie Ermy. Yes. That would be good. In the Marines. <laughs> Arlie. <laughs> Arlie is one of my favorite TV personalities of all time. I've got an Arlie Ermy doll sitting on our bar. He talks. He says really mean things to yeah, us. Yeah, and it does. Is that after you've been drinking or before you've been drinking? No, you just, you just, you just rub <laughs> you his just back and he'll talk to you. Says things to you. <laughs> Counselor, the psychiatrist from MASH, Alan Arbus. Yes, uh, Sydney Friedman. Wow, check out my match. Oh, you know what? If there's anything I know as well as Star Trek, in fact, even maybe more, it's MASH. Yeah, you and Jerry have MASH offs. I know, we have MASH We have a MASH off. MASH on. MASH off. Oh, what did we hear on Web Soup? Sack on. Oh, sack off. Sack on, sack off. The sacker. Is that like a teabag reference? Well, no, it was Katie Sackoff. Oh, sack off. Yeah. That's funny. Did you see the Big Bang Theory with her in it? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That show is impressive, by the way. I was on the fences about it, right? But because everything looked too good to be a nerd's house, right? And the chicks but, are too hot, and the guys are too skinny. You know what? You know, you know what? I, I've, I've, just it works for me now. Really, it's, it's actually really good. Okay, I've been impressed. How many? How many episodes did it take for it to get you hooked? Uh, about four. Five. Oh, that's bad. I think we've only watched two. If if two, I know I've seen one. Maybe it's, we have to watch it four times before we like it. Right. Okay, continuing. Yeoman, Kate Beckinsale, just mm. just because. Bartender. We know, we know how David feels about that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Bartender, coach from Cheers, and hey, Q yeah. would, coach? Be, would be Bono. He's so pompous, I want to smack him with a tricorder. Wow, that's he's, he's number one. <laughs> Thank you, Tim O'Sullivan. Actually, he's, he's really number two. Next one, it comes from Mark Johnson, a.k.a. Hell, a.k.a. Hell's Fire. Okay, here's another list. Whoa. This is his uh, dream next-gen crew. Okay. Captain Jack Bauer. Now that we got Jack Bauer again. Didn't we have a Jack Bauer? Yeah. And something yeah, else. I think there's, it's a, been on the forums. there's a couple okay. There's a couple on the list. Okay. First officer, Tony Stark. <laughs> Iron Man? Uh-huh. This is Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. Iron Man. Engineer would be cool. I think I could see him as an engineer for sure. Mm. Well, he's he, well. Uh, that's true. Doctor Doctor Claire Saunders from Dollhouse. Uh, see, okay. Amy Acker. She's probably hot because isn't everybody on Dollhouse hot? Yeah, Amy Acker. She her character was like uh, disfigured, but she was still you know she's pretty. Okay. She had scars all over her face though. Well, that is that's I right. think scars are pretty. I like scars. Yeah. Security officer Max Guevara. Max Guevara. Jessica Alba from Dark Angel. Oh, Max. Oh. Dark Angel. Okay. James Cameron show. Speaking of next yeah. week's Avatar. Right. Are sold out for like, it's sold out for like two weeks here. Something like that. Yeah. yeah I, I really want to see that. That's going like March. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen my schedule yet, but I've got midnight tickets for the IMAX next Thursday. Oh, you so, do? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Science officer. Number five from short circuit. Oh, <laughs> number five is alive. <laughs> Engineering officer. Professor Maximilian Arturo. Which is John Reese Davies from Sliders. Oh, right. Counselor, Dr. Jillian Foster, which is Kelly Williams from Lie to Me. I said, I don't watch Lie to Me. It's, it's got that guy in it that I like. Not Bashimi, <laughs> but the other one. Oh, uh, Tim Roth? 
Yeah, Tim Roth. Yeah, he's yeah. cool. Yeah. Kid Genius, David, uh, which is Matthew Broderick in War Games. That wouldn't be bad. No, Want to good. play a game? Oh, and I, I like this one. Guinan is Briscoe County Jr. Bruce Campbell, <laughs> Bruce Adventures Campbell. of Briscoe County Jr. <laughs> that was a great show. That was an awesome show. Uh, Once again, Fox drops the axe. Ah. Well, that was on for at least like two, three years. Wasn't oh, it was UPN. Excuse me, UPN. Yeah. Wasn't it? Was it even on for two years? It was, it was on for a while. Yeah. I think it was two seasons. It made it. I never saw it. It was oh so short. Mm. I loved it. Oh, well. And Q is Kanye West. Oh. <laughs> okay. Next one comes from Ariamia. Yeah. Let's see. In reference to Star Trek show ideas, I think a great concept for a series would be the time ship seen in Star Trek Voyager in Future's End and Relativity. It would be neat to see these timeships traveling to meet our favorite Trek crews and even new ones while developing a crew of its own in the 29th century. I like to see them going after Spock for altering the timeline as seen in the new movie. There's a lot of potential in that storyline, especially if it included Braxton in any way, shape, or form. What do you guys think? Perhaps it could be Star Trek 12 or an idea for the next Trek cast create your own Trek episode. Well, I don't know the episodes. Um, Those Voyagers. So I can't, I'd have the, to. I have to wait till, yeah, I, I, have to wait till ships, I get to them. The time ships. I mean, I think if they're going to do a series, they should do one that has uh, um, like a like a period piece where they could go and bounce around. That'd be all right, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't, time travel, just not not as a series. Though. <laughs> I know yeah, you feel about time. Travel. Like I'm like not as a series. It's it's too no, easy but maybe to for something we can talk about. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. In, What's our, that? in our in our invent our own. Oh, okay. I would, but I don't know those episodes. There's only there's only well, one with the with the time ship. Oh, really? Well, there's there's uh, um, there's the two Voyager episodes where Braxton appears and sends him back to the nineteen nineteen nineties, and then there's one later on where Braxton reappears. But but yeah, yeah, I just can't see it going forward because where do you go? Where do you go from there? You know, where do you go from Voyager? They've yeah. killed the Borg. You know, they've they basically made the Borg obsolete. Kind of like technology. what they're doing with Star Trek Online. Yeah, it's about about as far as you can go. That's what I. Would I heard some bad news about Star Trek Online. Oh, what? Why is, what's that? Well, let's continue the emails. All right. Okay. Well, I can't. Keep no, no. Hanging. Well, oh, are you sure? Well, because we've got an email asking a question about Star Trek okay, Online, okay, so we can probably that. get back to I'll that. Okay. Now, within but in the meantime, without further ado, here's my own very my very own Trek Dream Crew, and this is Nemesis era. Oh, okay. Okay, Captain uh, President Franklin Roosevelt as himself. Franklin Roosevelt. First officer, Major Barrett Roddenberry as number one. Wow. Yes. Tactical, Edward James Olmos as Commander William Adama (laughs) from from VSG. (laughs) Actually, that is a good call. (laughs) Chief Medical Officer, 
Terrell Rothery as Janet Fraser from Stargate SG-1. Helmsman Jamie Bamber as Captain Leodama from Battlestar. She's into Battlestar right now. Well, well yeah, she's like way in. She's well, way deep remember, in her. Yep. She said she was, she was just starting. <laughs> yep. Science officer Amanda Tapping as Sam Carter from Stargate. Engineering Thomas Edison as himself. Kooky aliens. These are the Quarks, Quark and Neelix characters. The whole Third Rock from the Sun group of aliens. And Rigel from Farscape. Enemies will be the Cylons from, BS, from BSG. <laughs> and Replicators and Gwauld uh, from Stargate. Hey, you got it. And she's saying, funny. Can you tell I've been watching BSG and Stargate lately? Yeah, it was uh-huh. funny. It's like, <laughs> she wrote, it was like last month when we heard from, from her. She was just starting uh, Battlestar. All I have to say is, isn't it awesome? It's awesome. Isn't it great? It is so good. I like I said I think it kind of went downhill season four, but that's my uh, but that's just because it got a little too serious. Yeah, I mean it started off pretty serious, but it, it I got, liked it. No, I mean I did too. It's one of the best four seasons of TV of all time. Oh, Arya! By the way, I was the for the series the time travel thing great, but I I've always wanted to see like a like a um, a show where they could go. Because the universe is so big, they could do a Next Generation arc, they could do a Klingon arc, they could do a Romulan arc, they could do a Ryan's, they could do original series. Right. Just make it like a, what's that called? It would just, it wouldn't be one set crew, it could just be different Oh, like Menudo? Like Star Trek Menudo? No. No, no. Well, yeah, I get what you're saying. The band, it was just different kids every time. Like, it was never the... Well, no, Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin was... He was only one, he was in one, one... One one record, yeah. One incarnation really? of Menudo, yeah. That was they just they just recycled kids, kind of like the monkeys. You know, they've just been recycling them forever too. Well, no, it was, it was the monkeys though. We had on Pub Quiz the other day. There was a question. There was a there was a music round, and right. they played a rock song, and everybody's like, "What?" And it turned out to be the new monkeys. Oh, really? Nobody got it. I know who would get it. Oh, Brandy T. Brandy She's T would a get huge it. Monkey that's, fan. Her, that's her favorite band in the world is the monkeys. The new monkeys. I don't know. She knows all. She knows monkeys. I know monkeys. Brandy T. Yeah. Let's throw down. I know monkeys too, but she, I, she might even know. You guys know have to me. have a monkeys off. A monk off. <laughs> a monk off. <laughs> monkey off. I can, I can, I can throw down with the monkeys. I love right. me some monkeys. Right. That's right. Monkeys and my knuckles good. right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ready to throw down right now. Dragging your knuckles. That's like, right. Like a monkey. Because I'm a daydream believer. Right. <laughs> I'm on the last train to Clarksville, baby. <laughs> Meet you at the station. <laughs> okay. Next one's from Kukulakana. Oh. Okay, I had a very interesting experience this Halloween, especially as it is the second time ever that I've actually dressed up, since Halloween is not something that Aussie kids celebrated when I was little. But it was fun this year because I went to a friend's party as an Andorian. Blue face paint, white wig, and for the antenna, I cut off a couple of balloon tips and pulled them down over some kind of corkscrew type type pipe cleaners. Yeah. That sounds cool. We want a picture. Yeah. (laughs) You should post a picture. But a good thing about dressing up in a place like New Zealand, when no one celebrates Halloween very much, is that there are not so many people dressed up. So walking around along the main street in full blue attracted a pretty good share of glances and smiles. The best part was when some guy on his way past, on his, the guy said on his way past, hey, I know what you're supposed to be. Isn't that from Star Trek? Yeah, just, <laughs> just a funny thought. Uh, oh, I don't know. Just I thought about just about two minutes ago. Because of something Bob, Bob Picardo said in that interview a while back, great interview, by the way, about people having to stick to the script in Star Trek. And that kind of gets me thinking on a tangent because of because of hearing that the character of Burlingoff Rasmussen, the time traveling historian, 
um, inventor on, TS, on T, TNG was originally going to be cast as Robin Williams, right. who was probably the best, who was probably best known here anyway for being one of the least likely actors to stay on track with scripts and stuff. Well, actually, you're okay. You're absolutely right. That was originally written for Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. They they got Max Hedrum instead, who I think did a better job, and I'm glad it wasn't Robin Williams for a couple reasons. First off, um, he's not as recognizable. Tom, having Robin Williams in it would kind of bring you out of it because you know it's Robin Williams. You know what I mean? It's a little too. Also, Robin Williams didn't do it because he was doing toys. Toys, 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 toys. Boy, that was, that was a, a bad great, choice. Great, great movie, wasn't it? <laughs> that was a bad choice. But Matt, Matt Frewer was good. Matt Frewer was good as a, as a, um, the character. Oh yeah, but um, I also uh, would. Um, I know what they were talking about with uh, with staying on track. Is I know DS Nine. Um, what I saw the panel, the DS Nine panel, the convention. They were unable to. Uh, uh, what do they call it? improv? Next gen, you might have been able to. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I know Voyager and I know DS9. You couldn't anything. But because everything's had to be approved by this, I guess. So I don't know how they well, would do that. TNG, I know the first couple seasons, there's no way. There was just no, none right. of that. But eventually, I don't, I, don't know how, I don't know how hardcore they were in TNG. TNG is the one we don't know. We don't have an insider in that show. Later on. Later on. Later on, they might have. By that time, that was season five or six or seven. Was that Ratsmeason thing? Yeah. Yeah. That was good. It was, it was a good episode, though. By I the way, uh, Sci-Fi Zalas had Matt Furrier in it. He played, uh, I don't know what character he played, some knight. Really? Some knight. And then uh, um, Colomini was in it as well. Oh, wow. That was kind of cool. Star Trek references everywhere. Yay! Okay, and he Six has... Six degrees of Star Trek. Oh, we have an email about that, too. Oh. Uh, suggestions for the Dream Crew from Kukula. He said, okay. anything goes, right? That's right. Right. Captain. Aragorn, son of Arathom, Arathom, good leader, kind of rough when he needs to be. First right. officer, Thermophiles. Oh, I can't, I can't read today. Themistocles of Athens, the guy responsible for winning the Battle of Salamis, four eighty three. Wait, wait, wait. Now, now, wasn't he in? He was the the ship captain. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was right. one that during actually the, during actually, the three hundred was going on, but he was he out was on in the, the sea ship, battle. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. actually beating him. Yes. We saw that History Channel show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good tactician and especially able to look ahead, etc. Doctor, guess my first choice really is off limits. I wonder what that is. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to, I'd really have to go with Jenna House. Jameson. Maybe. <laughs> He's got that kind of lateral thinking mind and he can send Jesse Spencer to break into my quarters any day of the week. Uh-oh. Whoa. Okay. And this is still in the doctor. By the way, I do know who Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman is. Even well, you though, would. It was Australian. <laughs> no, even though I only ever saw maybe one or two episodes. French and Saunders, a British comedy duo, duo do a funny, do a funny piss take of that show. I like to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Engineer, Kamajisan, the spider guy from Miyazaki Spirited Away, who keeps everything, who keeps everything running. Or if, or if not oh, yeah, him, then maybe... Cool. Slarty, slarty Bart Fast from Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, there we go. There you go. He, I'm a hitchhiker. <laughs> he designed freak. Norway after all, and right. that's got that's got to take some doing. Oh, I, I like the science officer's Orko from He Man, the little black face floating guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're all about the Masters of the Universe. I love the Masters. Orko, of the that's awesome. Orko's so cool. That was like one of my favorite toys. Uh-huh. Yeah, he put that little zip tie in his butt, and he pull it out, and he like. He just zooms a little. You know what? I think it's a little disturbing that that you being a girl had He-Man figures, which are just naked buff guys. Well, 
They're, I mean, which, were, which of course, they were actually my little brother's toys. But I would take, I would take my my Hot Wheels cars, right. which were my Hot Wheels cars, <laughs> and I would I would battle the He Man guys, and then my Barbies would hang out and. Because mm. I mean, it makes <laughs> they'd sense. have a big party. I mean, because a girl playing with He like naked buff guys. Did you at least have a she-ra well, figure had, in there somewhere? I, well, I, I had I had Tila. Tila? Yeah. I had Tila. Well, because it well it's, with her with her cool little co- cobra. Now 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 with Skeletor and He Man and Ram Man and all those guys with the they're all the shirtless buff big you know whatever. Yeah, there's it serious. does explain your attraction to me, but <laughs> it does it, it is a little weird. <laughs> Which one are you? Are you Ram Man? Yes. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, I, no. I have. Man- I gotta leave the room. It's getting. It's getting crazy. I, am, in here, right? I was gonna say man at arms, but no. It's man, man. First, we can't figure out who can look on as a woman or a man, and now you're getting. You're getting you're oh, ram right. man. Oh. <laughs> now, didn't, now, didn't in the cartoon they have like a snarf character? It wasn't snarf, but didn't Cr- they? It have- was Cringer. No, I guess no, it was yeah. Battlecat. Battle- Cringer yeah. was Battlecat. Oh, he was snarf- he was wimpy. Snarf, snarf was, was uh, uh, Thundercats. Right, but didn't they have? Didn't they add some dumb character like that? Some no, no, I, th- I think you're. Well, yeah, Orko. Orko I guess was, it was Orko. Orko was yeah. kind of silly. Right. Okay. Anyway. Okay, precocious brat. Any character played by Eric Per Sullivan, and Q would be Jim Carrey. And yeah, it would be a good Q. It would be a good Q. And here's a request. How about worst crew? Oh, that. Well, let's see. We've got uh, Jim Neighbors as captain. <laughs> <laughs> well, golly. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, uh, Gomer Pyle. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Not just. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say the cast of Voyager. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I kid. I kid. I kid. You're going to make people so angry. We can come up with better. We can come up with worse than that. I think Jim Neighbors as captain would be fantastic. That's pretty bad. <laughs> can you imagine? Uh. Haley Friggins is open. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, Golly. Or actually, as they suggested, like first officer Robin Williams. So it's like every time you try to talk to him, he's like, "Oh, Mister Happy," and he's just like, you can't understand a thing. He's just crazy all the no, time. No, no, better yet, Mark from Mark instead of Robin oh, Williams, right? As first officer Spock. Yeah, and then Nana his Nana. kid would be like Crusher. It'd be a uh, uh, what was it? Jonathan, Jonathan Winters. Winters would be coming on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hang out on the bridge. Oh, uh, then and then kid, you know, he'd be the kid genius, and then first officer would be Rip Taylor. Oh. <laughs> Security, holy officer, mackerel! Security <laughs> officer Skeletor, right. he man mix. Might as well throw him on there. The most, you boob. <laughs> well, Skeletor can never ever do anything. Oh, I know. Uh, you know, you gonna continue? Well, we, <laughs> oh no! Well, no, we'd have to do a special episode, a very special episode of Trek very Cast. special episode. To think of the most ridiculous cast we can come up with. I know Neelix would still be a member yeah. of the cast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so would so would Wesley Crusher. We just leave those two right where they are. I like Wesley. He's my uh, hero. We have quite a few more Trek crew emails, but I'm going to break it up here. Okay. Okay. Let's see. This next one is from Clay Station X. Okay. From Seattle. Hey, gang. First of all, just just let me say well done on the Voyager Creature and episode. It's awesome. I was literally on the edge of my sh- my seat just listening to it. I was Thanks, man. Wow. On the edge of my sheet. <laughs> edge of my sheet. I was a little worried when you all started out, but David mostly kept his Voyager hating to himself. <laughs> no, I don't hate it. Actually, I was watching Voyager last week and, and loving I, every minute of and it. And I thank you so much for that. Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> 
he probably listens to us as he's going over the the uh, the, the bridge, the Mercer Island Bridge. What's it called? Uh, the Mercer Island Bridge. I ninety. I ninety. Oh. I bet you he does. Oh. Hmm. It's a floating bridge. Kind of cool. Cool. Yeah. Like a pontoon bridge. Mm-hmm. Huh? I was thinking about the what are the chances that this Cardassian is the Cardassian that killed this guy's family problem? Oh yeah. A few weeks ago, I watched this documentary about this woman. That was one of the Mengele children. The documentary is called Forgiving Dr. Mengele. Wow. Which, yeah. It's sounds, pretty interesting if you're into that. Sounds oh. deep. Well, yeah. I mean, no, that I, is, I, I'm I'd, fascinated I'd by that it. stuff, yeah. Actually, at one point, she goes back to Germany and talks with, talks with one of the guards at Auschwitz. Or he might actually have been one, doc, one of Dr. Mengele's assistants. I can't remember. She asked if he had any knowledge of what Dr. Mangala was doing to all the twins. The man started crying and told her that he really didn't know. He was he was really upset. It's really it's pretty powerful. My point in all this is what if the Cardassian on the Jem'Hadar ship isn't the Cardassian that killed the guy's this guy's family? What if he or she is the assistant to the Cardassian? That Would that take care of that Chewbacca episode. problem? Yeah, you Do know what? what's funny? Uh, yeah, within then then last week's episode, exactly. We actually kind of talked about that in that was that was duet in in itself that right. was that was that episode oddly enough yeah it's like i didn't even think about it because you had last week we did duet well this these emails are a little late because we i printed them out we haven't yeah. done emails in a while so the, he i'm sure he wrote that before last week's episode which was duet good point i like the fact that if you remember the episode i liked it not being the guy who actually killed the family i thought that was a little too chewbacca a little too coincidence yeah i'm like- I'm, I'm with uh, i'm with PlayStation that I it's the assistant or just any random. I mean, just I a random. Yeah, I thought that was a little too Chewbacca. Just our character, I well, I like our characters just 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 so much of despair that he just didn't care anymore. Right, right. But it ended up being, I I don't remember how it ended exactly. It was a, uh, it was it was kind of open ended. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Next email comes from Jeff T. Hey, Trekcast. I had some ideas about last about uh the Voyager episode. Okay. How cool would it be if the doctor made a drug to replace the white, but starts turning the Jem'Hadar into uncontrollable monsters? Zombies. During a struggle between the Jem'Hadar and the monster Jem'Hadar, the Dominion ship is destroyed, but Voyager finds the computer core intact and finds out about the war. Whoa. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be a a B-plot. Yes. Or not a B-plot, but it would would make it much more involved. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Well, you know these stories; they evolve as they go along. Well, like I said, we yeah, we do them on the fly, which is actually what I'm most proud of. You know, and I go back and listen to them. I'm like, oh, we should have, oh, we should have. It's like, you know what? We did it on the fly. You know, at just sitting here. So It'd be kind of fun is once we get a couple more under our belt, we go back revisit them. Oh, and like flush and, them out. And well, not necessarily flush them out. Just see. You should you make know, like flash animation for the whole thing. <laughs> would, would we have done something differently? Or, or, right. We'll have to see if we get Super Spock to make a YouTube video of the episode, cut it together. Right. Kind of neat. Yeah, we'll if you could do that. The other idea I had, the doctor makes a virus or something to remove the dependence on the white, and the Jem'Hadar, being white-deprived, are rather agitated and, and, and uncontrollable, break into two camps and start fighting each other on Voyager. That's my two cents. Wow. Have a most honorable holiday, Kapla. <laughs> we will. Thank you. We will, sir. So I was thinking. What were you thinking? My favorite or second favorite. <laughs> well, we'll get to that later. Um, we're th- you know thinking of things to talk about on TrekCast. 
And I'm thinking, who is the most, the best character? Like your favorite person on Star Trek. Now, I know who mine is, but my second favorite. Second favorite. Now, I'm, let's get situated here. I'm not talking actor. Okay. Character. Character. Now, is this going to, I don't know. I mean, if you really thought about it, I will say my, I think my ultimate favorite character is uh, uh, Garrick. Garrick? I think he's absolutely my favorite character. So, even more so than all the main players? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really? I think if he's in it, it's awesome. Really? Number two? Would be? Luoxana Troy. Really? Yes. That's interesting. I think Luoxana Troy, if she's in the episode, it's awesome. It's usually... Usually pretty good, yeah. She's never had a bad line, a bad episode, a bad anything. She just is, I think, and we know Major Barrett is royalty. Yes. You know, she is Star Trek royalty. Queen of Star Trek. But I'm not even talking about Major Barrett herself. Uh It's the character she played. Now, come to find out, she was quite an actress before she was married to Roddenberry. Yeah, definitely. We uh, actually... uh, um I was kind of looking around on it because I had a little leeway, you know. Right. right. We knew we were going to be discussing this a little bit, and uh, um, I found out a couple of things that she was uh, in the Lucille Ball show, right? The, the Lucy show, which was after after you know, I, I Love Lucy. Lucy. Yeah, yeah, that was the color one. It was her and Ethel. I think they lived in like uh, uh, Colorado or something. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Get a ranch. Um, she's also in Bonanza, right? Interestingly enough, with James Doohan. The same episode. Same episode. Interestingly enough, now this is Major Barrett, not Major Barrett Roddenberry. No, Major right, Barrett. Right. This is pre uh, pre Roddenberry. Was it a Hudek? Hudek from Ohio. She's from Ohio, Ohio okay. originally. Okay. But uh, um, she was also in uh, Gene Roddenberry's Lieutenant with Gary Lockwood. Oh, that's probably where he first got his eyes on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. Which is uh, which is kind of like it's a nice segue because uh, well. You know, she played number one in the original episode, the original right. pilot. The, she was the first officer. Yeah, which was which was I th- I thought one of my favorite characters in Star Trek, just because she was a strong woman personality. Right, and back great. then, which was yeah, would have been unheard of back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, they they made a comic book series based on the character called uh, it was a uh, Star Trek: The Crew. IDW did it. Oh, okay. Which was pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, that is. It but is. like I said, you know, and this is Major we're talking about. Yeah, this, this is, is major. her her stuff that she did. Yes. And of course, she was, uh, you know, at the nurse for... Nurse Chapel, yep. Nurse Chapel. Dr. Chapel later on in the movies. Oh, that's right. Yes. She was in the movies. Yep, exactly. Um, and she was, you know, all throughout the original series and the movies as Nurse uh-huh. Chapel. Well, she, I think, is the only person to have been in every single incarnation of Star Trek. Well, was she in Voyager and Enterprise? Though? Yeah, she wasn't actually in. Well, the voice, but she's the voice of the computer. Oh, that's you know, something else everybody should know. If you don't know, she is the voice of the Enterprise computer. Yes. In fact, she was in it in the original series when it talked like this. Yeah, and yeah, then exactly. in ne- <laughs> the Next Generation, Involved. I thought. Now the funny thing is, she wasn't the voice in DS Nine. She was on the Defiant. Oh, okay, okay. Not the station, right? Because it makes sense. Because why would the why would a Cardassian station have the same voice yeah. as a as a Federation? Yeah. Which doesn't matter because she was on DS Nine anyway as Luxana. Yeah, and you know it, it goes even further. I mean, uh, as far as voice work, she was in a bunch of the video games. She was mm. in a, um, she was in the Star Trek animated series. She played Emrys, who was a, a character like a, that took over for. Um, I don't remember what main character they took over for, but but mm. she was in a bunch of those episodes. She oh. played multiple characters in that show, as a matter of fact. Okay, she uh, um, did all that and some. You know, you look at her as a whole. I mean, she's the, her body of work is incredible. I mean, oh yes. Well, see, and but but like I said, you know, okay, she's royalty. She's awesome, but 
She even made it into the new movie. Did she? Yeah. Voice the computer? She, yeah, she was the voice of the computer in the new movie. Oh, that was the last thing she did, wasn't yep, it? Yep. Yeah. Um, but now, but to me, you know, looking at it trivially, you know, because we're, we're approaching the, and this isn't why we're doing this. In fact, you just reminded me that it's that she passed away probably almost a year ago. It was uh, December 14th, I believe. Oh, it's like day after day? tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will this is going to air on the fourteenth. Yeah, let me double check. I don't want to. I don't want to go and say that without, right. without knowing exactly. But I believe it was the fourteenth. Right, because this should air on the fourteenth or the eighth. It was either fourteenth or eighteenth. So it was uh, uh, actually uh, December eighteenth. Okay, so about four days from now. Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Which um, coincidentally is uh, uh, the, the the episode I joined Trekcast. That's right. The first one, the first one we did was uh, was right around the same time. So we're all so we we did our one year anniversary, but this is almost really more of the one year anniversary because this, this is when we started doing it weekly. Yeah, this has become more of a right. weekly, and um, sometimes biweekly, sometimes yeah. twice monthly. You know? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but but you know, major aside, um, Luxana to me has always been one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I think that is that is like I said in the top two. Um, I guess if I really had to break it down, you know, it's I, it's hard for it's weird for me to say that my favorite two characters aren't main cast characters. Yeah, but that is that is interesting. To yeah, think. in a weird way though, I love those two. I yeah. mean, those two are now. Granted, they don't they don't they have the luxury of not being in every episode, so they are not in bad episodes because uh-huh. they're not in all the episodes. You know, it's kind of a an easy way out. Um. But, you know, just like Garrick, you know, Garrick was in a lot more episodes than Loxana was. But um, I, in fact, this is how it all started. I was thinking about Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What episodes to start if you're watching Star Trek? You know, we talked about this. In fact, yeah. one of our first episodes, I think one of our first episodes was what what's yeah. to watch. I would say, what is it, the six or eight Loaxana episodes? They're pretty good. Uh, actually, on the list, on, on my list of those those episodes. Was when I was your Troy. Troy. Yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, if you started with Haven, which yeah. is a, a first season, next gen, kind of a crappy episode. Oh, yeah. It's rough. But she is awesome. It's a great episode. You, you got to admit it. Like, okay, the whole Haven thing with... Uh, Deanna getting married with betrothed to some guy, yeah, in that planet, terrible. That's mm-hmm. awful. But Loaxana is a gem in that. Yes, she comes on. You've never seen her before, <laughs> and just rocks that well, episode. She's got that familiarity, you know, to her because you've seen her in all the kinds. Right, of stuff, right? you know, like what a treat. You know, now, no, granted, for me, I didn't know her before Next Gen, uh-huh. so I didn't get it. But I could imagine if you knew her, and then all of a sudden, here comes Troy's mom, and it's Majel Barrett. <laughs> you got to be like, oh, yeah. That's the fir- a- first line. What was it, the first line she says? Uh, uh, you sound so like, what's she say? Oh, it wasn't her accent. first line, but yeah, when they're walking down, well, she, their first line was getting, um, 
right? I mean, for her first thing was getting Jean-Luc to carry her luggage. Yes. Right on the turbo lift, which she also repeated with Riker. And well, funny thing about that episode, too, is remember that box got beamed aboard first. Remember? With Armin Shimmerman's Armin head. Armin was the head yeah. on the box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that comes on and says that their people are ready for transport, whatever. She comes on with that big, huge torpedo, uh, <laughs> yeah. photon torpedo looking luggage and asks uh, Picard. Yeah. Or tells him because it's his ship. That to 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 move it for, and he can't move it. Oh, it's hilarious! I mean, that's that's our first scene. Then, yeah, then I noticed because I, I mean, I haven't seen Haven in a long time. First season, I usually avoid that. Wasn't that, wasn't that funny when uh, she asked Picard to do it, but right. then but then Riker ended up trying to do it. No, that's a different episode. Oh, was that? That was her okay. next one. Okay, we'll and get then, to that. Yeah, home, home picks it. Right yeah. Up. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's great, with yeah. the Mister Home. I mean, this whole thing where she's got Mister Home, but so they're walking down the hallway in Haven. And Picard's got two hands trying to lift that thing, which yeah. is, it's so funny. And that's when she says, and I never noticed this before. She says to Deanna, oh, you have that accent. You sound so much like your father. Yeah. Which is a, such an inside joke, because if you've ever heard um, uh, Deanna, what's her name? Uh, uh, Marina, Marina Sirtis. At a convention, she talks about, because she's very British. Yeah. When she talks normally, she doesn't sound like Deanna Troy. She's very British. She worked and worked and worked on that accent to try to sound kind of American, I think is what she's trying to sound. Yeah. She, I always thought she kind of sounded Greek because, you know, both mm-hmm. Waxana and, uh, and Marina are wearing black contact lenses, yeah. really, really dark. So they don't look like what they look like so much. I mean, it's, it's weird how much of a difference that makes. Uh-huh. Um, so she worked and worked on this accent. And did it for like four episodes. And then <laughs> Majel shows up, who can get away with anything because she's Majel, you know. Yep. And, and, she, and, and so she shows up and just talks normal. <laughs> no accent at all. Blows she, it for her. I'm Just totally blows it. Uh-huh. I mean, the, the, Marina's working on this accent. And Majel, who plays her mom, shows up. No accent at all. Yeah. Just, hey, how you doing? Yeah, what's up? What's <laughs> so up? So great. So they did mention that first thing, which I didn't remember that they did that. That's so, and then, stuff. and then Picard's got to carry the luggage. That whole thing, and then Mister Holm, who just drinks and drinks and drinks. But I think it's that it's, gag happens over and over. Her character is instantly familiar because I think everybody has that family member that mm. it's just like you know you like love them to death, right? But at the same time, you're like, oh god. I gotta say, when I first Aunt watched them, over, yeah, you know? when I first watched these as a kid, I thought she was annoying, uh-huh. funny. You know, it's funny. A lot of fans. Uh, Considered to be an annoying character, but I always, always really love the character because of the reason I just stated. Right, yeah. it feels familiar. It feels like part of your family. And it, and and you know what it is? It's it's such chaos. Yeah. Onto the Enterprise, it's so chaotic. In fact, I think I didn't. I'm, I'm jumping way ahead, but it all goes back. Um, I don't think I really appreciated her till DS9, mm-hmm. and then when I go back and watch the D, the, the the TNG stuff, I'm like, okay. It, she's so much deeper now because of the whole DS9 aspect, which we'll get into. Well, the, the the last episode of the TNG that she was in, uh, what was that? Uh, De- oh, the dark, uh, whatever dark, that's called. Dark, yeah, it's dark. Dark pages. Uh, dark pages. Or something pages. Yeah. Dark, yeah. And that's with the do- that's with uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. I mean, that showcases her acting. I mean, it was really tragic. Well, that's, really, and it really hits you. It hits uh, that you. Is, I know. Well, she, yeah, well, that was when she goes into the kind of the coma. That was yeah. probably... Um, see, that's one of my least favorite ones of hers, even though it's probably a fan favorite because it wasn't as funny. She's normally so yeah. funny, and that really showcases her acting. Well, it's funny. She's a 
dynamite actress too. Mm-hmm. And it's and when you watch these, you really realize how she plays the plays that character so well. So we got Haven, which, like I said, is a really really un underwatched one because it's season one. Season one, yeah. Um, season it, those episodes look dated. Oh, really do. terrible. Season two, though, she knocks it out of the park with one of the best performances in history, which is uh, Manhunt. Manhunt. That is unbelievable. <laughs> Her never-ending search. Oh, when she had the the kind of the menopause kind of thing yeah. that that women older beta Zeds get, and <laughs> the, the, the women get, and they what their sex drive goes up forty percent. And there's a scene with, with, and she's not even in the scene. Isn't that how awesome it is? But well, let's start. Let's see. Let's go through Manhattan. Manhattan was awesome because first off, she jumps on board, and the first thing she does is comment on John Luke's legs because he's wearing the. Uh, that's what the fish guys in it too. Yeah, They're the, the fish people. She's like, ah, what are those? Mick, you know, Mick Fleetwood was one yeah, of the fish exactly. people. Yeah. So she's like, what are those? <laughs> she already insults those guys, even though they're in hibernation. Comments on John looks like says, um, and then that's what she has. Riker move the, the luggage. Okay, <laughs> she gets to her the, the her quarters. <laughs> says uh, John Luke, I, I I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna be at our dinner the 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 dinner tonight. Yeah. And of course, not tells anybody else, so it's just him. That is so good. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's where Star Trek went right from season one to season two, and it got great in season two. Yep. And that that's part of it. Um, so he goes there. That's when he calls Data in to entertain them because she. Oh, <laughs> he's like protect me. Oh, that was so brilliant. But anyway, one of the best scenes is after that all takes place. Um, Riker and and Troy and Picard are all in Picard's ready room. And she's explaining, and and Deanna's explaining to to, to them what's happening to Loxana, mm-hmm. that she goes through that that mature females go through this thing where they get forty times their sex drive goes up by forty forty times. We can all hope that that our, all our women's <laughs> sex drives go up forty percent. Would that be nice? No, not by no. no, no <laughs> not, I don't have the energy. No, I don't have the energy. No, and um, <laughs> and but then she and, and, and so Riker says, "Yeah, by forty times." And then Troy says, at least. Oh, nice. And then Riker says, oh, you never said that. She goes, I didn't want to scare you. That <laughs> <laughs> was great. Good, and then um, that one is fantastic. She even hits on Wesley. Yep. She hits on Worf. Yep. I mean, it's, I mean, and then she, she, she does the, the, the. That's funny. Now, now it's funny. Cause now, now, now we know why Riker didn't get. Married to to Deanna right. later on, he was holding out. He's like, I'm waiting until she gets a little older. Right, it gets the the phase they call it. The phase, um, not so, the phase, right, not right, the phase. The phase. Uh, but yeah, she, she Mr. Wharf, and uh, which is a great. This is one of the best scenes in, in history. Mr. Is Manhunt, Mr. Wolf? Yeah, she. That, that's a different episode. She calls it Mr. Wolf. Uh, so I mean, this is how good she is. So, uh-huh. but Wesley and Mr. Wharf are looking at the fish guys. You know, or the handsome race, you know, which is <laughs> yeah. so good. This is just that how good this episode is. And that, that's where they're having the big debate on Wesley thinks they look weird. You know, this, you know, he, he kind of does his, his crooked nose and yeah. you know, they look Sneer. weird. Yeah. And um, she walks in and says, oh, you'll be a big strapping man and sizes him up. Then looks at Mr. W- I mean, it's so good. Then she goes onto the bridge. Uh-huh. And announces that her and Riker are getting married. Getting married. <laughs> and Mr. Data goes. Congratulations. That was the best line of the whole thing. It's like, congratulations, <laughs> Lieutenant or Commander Riker. It's like, oh, 
So good. So, so yeah, so many great moments mm. with that character. She just floors me. And uh, Menage Troy, you of almost course. can't. You can't almost can't get better than that. No. For crazy Ferengi. I found myself wanting an Arcturian Fizz really bad during that episode. Because <laughs> it has certain pleasure-enhancing abilities. Right. <laughs> okay. Characteristics. Yes. Um, you got Ferengi and Loaxana. Yep. Mr. Home. Yep. Um, I mean, it's that's a knockout one. I mean, that's another one that's just well, fantastic. The monologue. Patrick, Patrick oh. Stewart's monologue in that episode is amazing. You know what? You know what? What really impresses me in that episode—that's the one where he has to tell Damon Tog or whatever his name mm-hmm. is—that has to fight for Loxana to get her back. One of the greatest <laughs> moments in Star Trek. I love history. she's in danger, but she's like, "No, keep it coming. Come on, I want <laughs> to hear me more. more. Yeah, tell me more." <laughs> and uh, but the, the funniest thing is when he figures out. This is what a great actor Patrick Stewart is. Pat Stewart. Pat. Yeah, yeah somebody yeah, yeah. Pat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When he first realizes that, oh, she wants him to fight for her, that's you know that way he can get her, he can get her back without having to hurt anybody. I love the awkward look on his face. Yeah, and he stutters the way he stutters. Yeah. Oh, when I he starts they, out. Yeah, he's that's great acting. Before yes. he goes into the Shakespeare monologue, his acting. I mean, his stuttering. He's acting all kind of. And it's so funny because he's sweating. He's, he's, he wants. He's, he knows he has to save her, but he's like, "Well, do I really have to?" I know it's funny. I, I remember when I first watched it. Like, did he have to save her? <laughs> But yeah, you do, you do. Yeah. And I, what I always kind of resented, but now I love, is that she comes on board and just takes over the ship. Yep. Like whatever well, she, she is the the keeper of the, or the what is she's she's, she's the, the, the daughter of the fifth house of Beta Z. The fifth house of Beta, Beta keeper of the sacred chalice, sacred chalice of, of Rings and uh, the heir, to, heir the, to the, the holy, holy rings, rings of Beta, Beta Z. Z. Speaking of holy rings, I'd love to eat some of that. Oh right now. man, some the Remulad sauce. Yes. So oh. good. Anyway. <laughs> By the way, in, my, in my research, uh, in my the research that I did do, uh, um, I found out the Holy Rings got destroyed when the D- Dominion attacked. Right. See, that's something that you know in in the best episode of Star Trek ever, in the Pale Moonlight mm-hmm. DS Nine, uh, that's when the the um, the Dominion uh, attacks Beta conquers Beta Z. Yeah, which up. that was a that's how crazy was that was that Pale Moonlight. Uh, if it wasn't, it was around that same time. No, no, it had to be Pale Moonlight. I think. It had to have been because yeah, that's why be. that's why the federation was so right right he he says because he, yeah when he's talking to the computer he goes uh, bad news always comes in the middle of the night yeah. and they wake him up with the dominion has just conquered Beta Z which that's how serious that episode is yeah like and that's never mentioned like I mean it's, they don't show it nothing you yeah. just hear about it which is how it would be yeah. oh crazy so would you say the chalice broke yeah it got destroyed. Oh. Well, not the chalice, the the holy rings of Beta Zed. Oh, okay. Yeah, did they? I don't know about the chalice of Ricks. By the way, in Quirk's bar at the Las Vegas Hilton when it was still there, um, the holy rings of Beta Zed was, was onion rings from really huge, and I mean huge, like softball size, big, and there was a tower all the way to little tiny yeah, ones. Cool. How did they do that? They had a, is that um, one onion that you can cut and make it look. T- I mean, how do you get like a big spire? Well, like the that? onion rings were just pre-breaded and everything, and they just they just picked them out and, and they make it look like a tower. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It just that's the way it worked. It was it, everything comes together. Oh, because I mean, because I figured is it one onion that you have to take the outer ring and then just go smaller? No, that would be nice. That'd be kind of cool. But right. no, it just came in a box and they were good, good onion rings. Really? Yeah. They were great onion rings. Yeah. That was wow. the crazy part. They were really. I don't. I'm not a big onion ring fan. But, oh, I am. But these were good, and I actually ate those. 
Really? And the Remulon sauce. Come on. Oh, that was Give it great. up for the Remulon sauce. <laughs> With hot spicy hot Remulon sauce. All right, on the Holy Rings of Beta Z. That's Man, right. that sounds good. I know. Holy crap. I'm, we got to go find us some onion rings. It's only, what? It's about midnight. Damn. I know. It's time. And we're in Vegas. We can find onion rings. You can get onion rings. We can go to McMullen's and get onion rings right now. That's they true. have good ones, too. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, um, and I, you know, McMullen's, but you know, the last time I was there was $69 again. $69? That's a good time, though. Man. It, well, you know what's funny? We thought that was really expensive. We're like, you know what? Free entertainment. We both eat. We both ate. I think we had four drinks each. And and it's like you're on the holodeck. It's like you're in uh, <laughs> in uh, what's the what's the village? Uh, I, I was I was New Haven. Up. New Haven. No, no, Fairhaven. 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 Right, right. Yeah, just imagine you're Fairhaven. <laughs> so, anyway, so that's Manhunt, which is oh, no, and then Menage Troy. Menage Troy. After that was the Dark Pages. Oh, was there, no, no, no. Uh, a half, half a life. Half a life. That one. David Arden Styers is one of my favorite people ever. He was Charles Emerson Winchester. Back to MASH again we go. Uh, yep, the MASH up. Um, well, I'm trying to think of his sister's name. Enoria. Enoria. She stuttered. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Wow, well, I mean, that's his sister that lived in Boston. That's crazy that you know that, David. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's not a Star Trek, it's MASH. Or it used to be, anyway. <laughs> a wealth of useless knowledge. <laughs> Welcome right to MASH there. cast. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway... Uh, David Arden Styers played um, a guy. What is he was a stoic, quiet guy that came on board. Yeah, he was great. Had the trill makeup. Yep. It was the episode before, before the, trill. the trill. Yeah. Or no, yeah. after the trill. Was this after? Trill, I think the trill was before it. They okay. had crazy forehead. Yeah. The trill did, but he had the spots. Yeah, he had the spots, and then uh, um, he was supposed to basically die. He was supposed to go off and die. At sixty-five, they kill you on that yeah, planet. Yeah, they kill you on that planet. But uh, Loaxana was in love with him. So. She freaked out, and she had. Now, this is you want to talk about good acting? Okay, she's goofy and crazy, and and he's a serious scientist that was studying some kind of star to try to save their planet. You know, that's because yeah. their star was going to go supernova in about a thousand years, mm-hmm. but he was trying to figure out how to stop it. Be- well, you know, you know, a millennia before it happened. Not like the Romulans did it. Right, right, exactly. But he was trying to do it, you know, way ahead of time. It wasn't like it, it was urgent. Uh-huh. Um, very serious. And she fell in love with him and was crazy about him. And he did all her crazy things that she does with Mr. Home and all that stuff, which is fantastic. Well, I bet you Pat, Captain Picard was like loving that episode. Oh, he was because he was out of it. Like, but gonna... but she was causing kind of an incident now because she convinced him to not go down and die. Yep. And because he'd never been so alive and yada, yada. Her da- his daughter shows up, which is Michelle Forbes, mm-hmm. with the world's worst haircut in that episode. Worst? It was like in these ponytails all over the... It was oh, awful. Yeah, I remember that. It was, was that Forbes? Oh, that was Michelle Forbes. Really? Yeah. That was instant row before she... Before row? Yeah. Oh. Pre-row? Pre-row. Row. Yeah. No. And um, anyways, it, it turns out that he did... That was serious because she was really funny. And then she got... When she started crying in the episode, mm-hmm. very serious, and says... You know that you know you can't just throw people away because she's older. Mm-hmm. You know she's that age, or we're going to be you know close to that age. Got really serious at the end of that episode, and then he decided to go down and die anyway. Yeah, and she went with him. Go with tradition. Yeah, she went with him for the big party, and then came back. I mean, it was that was a serious, heavy episode. It's sad. Um, the next one, I go from I half love it and half hate it. Now, not. I, I it's just certain parts of it I don't like. Yeah. Um, and that is the one with Alexander. Yeah, exactly. Now I love all the Wharf and Alexander Loxana stuff. That is the craziest Loxana is. I just don't like the holodeck parts of that episode. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. 
Cost of living. Cost of living. Okay. The ending, though, I was I was kind of like the ending when they're all in the in the mud bath. That is funny. So we just sit here. Yes, I know that. <laughs> that was great. No, no, no. It's just that planet with the guy, the juggling guy, yeah, and the old king guy. It was just too weird for. It's like it was like. Why well, I'm gonna get inside? Remember in Mister Rogers, he would take the train into the make believe land. Oh yeah, and it's just creepy as hell over there. That's what it reminded me of, and I hate that. I hate that it's totally blue sky. Yeah. People are crazy. Okay, but anyway, the episode is fantastic because Alexander and Worf aren't getting along mm-hmm. at all. Well, we know Alexander's a bad boy anyway. No, was that this week? Brian Bonson, yeah. Bonzel? Bonson? I don't know. He just got busted. He got busted for drugs. He well, pulled assault, a Willis. Assault and battery and uh, something like for a warrant. And he said, I think his excuse to the cops was that he does too many drugs. Really? <laughs> he does, he so he pulled, a, he pulled a, a Todd Bridges. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of sad. I saw a picture of him and he's, you know, he's uh, all tattooed up and kind of really scruffy looking and Really? Yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with tattoos, of course, but, right. but Well, the funny thing is is he was supposed to be like the worst child actor of all time. Not worst in talent, just the most awful human being ever. Um and this came from the um the family ties crowd. Yeah. Michael J. Fox and all those people, they said they hated that kid cuz he was he was the little kid that came on Family Ties. Yeah. They hated him. Like it was, it was weird. Like we hate a five-year-old. He's that bad. That's horrible. And then he ended up on Next Generation. I don't know if he was any better or worse there. I don't, I don't mind the character. A lot of people did. I don't like the new Alex, the DS9 Alexander. The surfer dude. Whoa, I'm Alexander. <laughs> that guy. I mean, I'm not. I'm not Disney actor. I mean, he did. I'm sure what they told yeah. him to do because that we all know you don't make you don't make crap up on DS9. You uh-huh. do what they tell you. So I'm sure he didn't invent that, but. That he was that the, the he was clumsy and broke everything. I, I hated that whole thing. But anyway, the real Alexander got busted for battery and whatever. Yeah, bad <laughs> so. boy, bad boy. But in the episode uh, Cost of Living, he put him and War for getting along, which was great. They were in therapy. Mm-hmm. Lawaxana shows up, totally throws a monkey in their wrench, mm-hmm. which is so but so well done. Keeps telling, you know, Alexander, oh, you should go out and play. And they go to the holodeck all the time and make just undermining everything. everything they're trying to do. Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. It was a great. I just didn't like when they were on the holodeck. I didn't like that stuff, except, except you're, the end. you're right. The, the end was bath. great when they're in the mud bath yeah. together. Uh, I think there was I think there was another storyline going on there. A B storyline. But I don't know. Because it couldn't have been that. That could not have been the whole episode. No, there has to be a data. Something. Jordan's subplot or something like and that. And it wasn't the one with the fire. And that was a different, you know. Where, I don't remember. I don't know what. I don't know what else. Something else had to be going Maybe on. Maybe that was the one where Data's painting horses. Mm. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Buff horses. <laughs> Yeah, if you just <laughs> YouTube, YouTube, YouTube uh, uh, search, uh, what is it? Uh, Star Trek, Trek, Next Generation, uh, just call it, um, there was one called Fine Art. Fine Art. And start there. Yes. Actually, it's on our website. I have one in the video section. Yes, There's the Next Generation. Hilarious. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah, um, exactly. Moving so, on. So that was Cost of Living, which is another great one. And then, yep. then the Dark Pages one. Dark Pages. And that one, like I said, is a little... 
not as fun. No, it's uh, it's not. It's very depressing. You know, it deals with loss, loss, a tragic loss such as a child. Right. We, in fact, we didn't even know. In fact, uh, Deanna didn't know she had a sister. No, and the only reason that we find out was because home saved a picture, right? No, 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 no. Somebody no, came on board. Psychic, uh, yeah, some guy came on board that that. that but Deanna found the picture later because home's it's home. Had right. Saved well, yeah, it. they had had. The, I don't remember how the hell they found out. Well, she deleted all the library. I remember she deleted all the library right. stuff, and she deleted like all her personal logs. I don't think she knew until she did like some kind of mind meld where they put her under. In fact, the guy ended up not being a bad guy. Yeah, he was actually a good guy. He was trying to help. Yeah, but he was so psychic, and he was one of those guys that spoke in like images really fast in in mentally, mm-hmm. and and caused Loxana to. She was helping these people try to communicate with ver- verbally because they didn't yeah. do that. Yeah, uh, that's the one with Kristen Dunst, and she was another little telepath kid. And by working that hard on it, Luxana fell into that kind of coma. Yeah. Because she was in this dark place because she was hiding the fact that she had lost a daughter had drowned mm-hmm. um, while her and her husband and, and uh, little baby uh, Deanna were at the park and they weren't paying attention and she drowned. It was really serious episode. Yeah. But, but again, it, like I said, it showcases her acting. You know, she can be super funny and super. Exactly. And then we, we thought that was going to be it for her. Yeah. Once next generation. Yeah. Once next generation was over, we thought, well, you know, I mean, and you don't really think about it, but if you think back on it, you, you probably go, well, that we figured that was probably it. Yeah. But no. But no. And hey, wait. Before that, <laughs> here we go. Let's do some. Let's do some locks on a trivia. That's right. Let's let's because Damon's that on top of it. Damon knew. I don't know how he knew we were going to do this. It's crazy. <laughs> He's from the future. He is. Hello there, TrekCast. Damon in Detroit coming at you from, well, North Carolina, uh, just outside of Raleigh. So, Damon in Raleigh, oddly enough. I heard you were going to be talking about Lwaxana Troy this week, so I came up with a couple of Lwaxana Troy trivia questions. Wow, say that three times fast. All right, here we go with the first one. Who was Lwaxana Troy's oldest child? Man, we just mentioned it. But we didn't mention the name. No, we didn't mention the name. You know why? Because we're from the future. And, well, I don't know the name. <laughs> I, I, I know the name. Do you? I do, as a matter of fact. Uh, I, I, I don't know the name, but we, we just kind of mentioned that. That's right. I didn't know, but see, I wouldn't have thought it was, I guess until we really thought about it, I guess it is the older child. I thought yeah. she had a brother, too. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't think so. Uh, maybe I'm just making that up. Yeah. That would be Kestra Troy. Kestra died in a tragic drowning accident in a little episode we like to call Dark Page. I think it's like uh, 
third or fourth season TNG. It's actually probably the best the Locks on a Troy episode on TNG. She was really good on D D Space Nine a couple of times. And I've got one more for you. All right. <clears throat> Who was the Loxana's attendant before Mr. Holmes? You know, it's funny. That's in Haven. And I, there's no way I'm going to know that name. I don't know either. That, and I just rewatched Haven. That's the first time. Because I, I barely remember Haven. I remember I remember just the fact that, that whoever it was, well, we'll let Damon tell you. Well, it's, I know that they, they mention it. And it was like. I never, I didn't, I never knew she had one before, Mister Holmes. Yeah, I remember that, but I, I remember the specifics of it, but I just the name it just kills yeah. me. It's funny. I just watched it, just heard it, but I couldn't tell you what the name well, that's was. Funny. Well, that's because there's just so much knowledge <laughs> when it comes to Star Trek. All right, uh, it's uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm going to call him Zelo X E L O. Uh, she fired him because his thoughts about her were too erotic. And when you really think about it, she was kind of a freak. So if it was too erotic for her, it must have been, like, absolutely pornographic. Anyway, thanks a lot, TrekCast. Uh, hopefully talk to you again next week. Bye. And thank you, Damon. That's right. That was very topical. Yes. But speaking of that, Good see, man. now then she moved... To DS9. DS9. And I think this is where I fell in love with her, and then I, I could appreciate her more back in, in Next Generation. I, you know, for me, uh, Menage of Troy was like one of, I mean, up until that point, I, I loved Next Generation, but right. it wasn't until that point where I was like, like wow, this is yeah. fantastic acting. You know? And you know, like, it's about that time, too, because that's season three, right? And it just, the whole episode just clicked. It was just yeah. well done. I mean, every aspect of that episode was good. Right. Yeah, oh, it looked good. It sounded good. It felt good. Everything. Mm-hmm. It's funny because, like, when you go back and watch Manhunt, Manhunt's another brilliant one. That's season two, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how quick they got good. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I was listening to that uh, Will Wheaton podcast, and he was talking about how he had a good point that the first few episodes, being some of the worst, was really asking a lot of the of the fans to put up with this, you know. And one of the best points was. The first episode outside of the two part, you know, encounter Farpoint uh-huh. was Naked Now. And how dumb it is. Naked Now? To, no, but how dumb. Well, yeah, well, yeah it's, it's really dumb. But how dumb it is to, to have your first episode, first real episode, not being a pilot, yeah. of your characters not acting like themselves. <laughs> yeah. What a dumb idea. <laughs> you don't even know what they're supposed to act like anyway. The actors don't know what they're supposed to act like. And here they are already acting not cool. like, yeah, not like themselves. And how, it's funny, that never occurred to me. But it's like, man, that is dumb, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, seems, it seems dumb. I mean, like, I why don't like, you wait till season four to have them act differently? At least we know? don't have any expectations of these people. So if they That's act true. out of character, whatever, you know. But yeah, but it doesn't have the same, you know. Anyway, so, yeah. but, um, so uh, DS9 happens. Um, yeah, DS9 just doesn't happen for you. Right. <laughs> That's like a benchmark. Right, that's true. Um, and then uh, The Forsaken is the first one. Now, I don't remember the A storyline, but the B storyline is uh, Loaxana Troy shows up. Wait, I know The Forsaken. It's uh, There's some ambassadors. Some alien comes on board. Remember? Right. Oh, all the aliens. There are like four aliens. Yeah, and they got to try to like get them out of the area so they can... Free. And it's funny because Bashir has to watch out for them. Yeah. And they're all awful. Yes. And the only one you like... And Loxana Troy was one of them. Yes. That's really good. It's really cool. But she does not really hang out with them. The re- that's okay, I remember. They, one's like really pushy. Yeah. One knows everything. One's, one wants better quarters no matter what. You know, okay, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but there's a reason that they can't show them around. There's something going on with the station. There's like some. There's a big power loss or something because fire, there's like fire suppression systems or something like. Well, that. Well, I know that something goes wrong because uh, uh, she falls. She sees Odo for the first time and falls in love. Of course. Which any woman would. A no, shapeshifter? Just think about me? it. Yeah, let your imagination run with that one just for a like, second. He's like, she's like, hey, baby, show me your upper pylon. <laughs> <laughs> so you're my docking bay if you show me your upper pylon. Upper pylon. Oh, you got to be kidding me. So, uh, so, so she falls, immediately falls in love with him, which is so great because he's so awkward. And, I mean, another great, great, great character is Odo. Um but I know they spend most of the episode in the turbo lift because they get caught in there because yeah. there's some kind of power loss while she, he's, t- he's escorting her back to her room and the turbo lift goes out and it's going to be out for like a day. That's, this is where I think her character and his character really, really hit full stride. Um, we've only seen her in what, four episodes now, five episodes. This will be her, this will be her sixth. Sixth or seventh. Oh, either way. Yeah. Um, well, and, just TNG era. I mean. Right. And then now he's starting to freak out and melt because it's been 18 he hours. He's been in his bucket for a while. Right. And and she's been hitting on him like crazy. He's just trying to get her to be quiet. And now he's starting to lose it. And this was one of the best scenes in Star Trek history when he said, I don't, no one's ever seen me like this. And she's like, well, just turn into a puddle of goo. You know, I'll, you know, whatever. I'll take care of you. He's like, I, no one's ever seen me this way. I'm really uncomfortable. I mean, really serious stuff going on. Uh-huh. And then he turns, he turns around or, you know, she, there's like something that hits him on the shoulder. He turns around and she's got her wig off. Yeah. She takes her wig. I was like, dude, that's like chills right there. Yeah. She takes her wig off and goes, no one's ever seen me like this either. And, so he turns into goo and she catches him in her dress and just and takes care of him the whole night. It's like, wow, man, that's that cool. that that's, like, that's just amazing. Just absolutely literally amazing episode. And once again, I keep saying it, but that really showcases, you know, her character. And, oh, yeah. And uh, also her acting. Uh, Majel's acting abilities are mm-hmm. just, just, you know, people that don't like the character. Oh, did really you? need to give it. That's what we're doing. That's kind of what we're doing. Right. As far as the, so, you know, if you didn't, if you're on the fences with her, give her another shot. She's and like great. I said, watch the DS9 ones because then you, you, you appreciate her yeah. more. She's a little deeper because in the very next one, well, not the very next episode, but the next episode she's in. Uh-huh. Is that the, is that the, um, it's a uh, fascination. Oh, which is probably the fun, one of the funnest yeah. episodes in Star Trek history where she has another thing wrong with her What's that it? happens to mature, but she goes like, it can't happen. It's impossible. Happens it's kind to- of a naked now episode where everybody's kind of, yeah, she, her, cause she, she's got some kind of a fever viral thing that happens to older beta, mature beta Z. Yeah. It's like Bajoran Christmas or something. Like yeah, that it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's uh, whatever. They're burning their problems on little papers. And it's it, good day, day or something And it's like so that. funny because Morn's in it. and I mean, it's just life day great. Or, and uh, Festival of something. Happiness giving. Festival or Forgiveness. Ah, whatever it is. Yeah. She shows up and every she's got has these headaches, but every time she has one, anybody around her she projects her feelings on it because she's beta Z. Are you hoping that you're like in the room with like uh like Dax? A, with, <laughs> you're in the room with Dax. You're like, hey, Dax, come here. Right. Uh, oh, look who's in love with me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, imagine yeah. if you had like insider info, you knew what was going on. Oh like, man. Hey, baby, come here. Right. I'd just be at the Dabo table. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, um, 
Yeah, so she so every time she's close, she projects her because she's got these feelings for Odo, mm-hmm. and she chases him around, and which is great. Uh, by this point, she's just wearing obviously wearing a wig, you yeah. know, like crazy wigs, and um, but if, so so how's it hook up? Uh, the first people to get it are like Emphatic Burial gets it for Dax. Yeah, Jake gets it for Kira, which is awesome and funny. It's hilarious. That yeah. is fantastically funny. Um, Kira gets it for or Kira and, and um, Dax and, gets it for Cisco, which is great. And then and then who uh, Kira else? and and Bashir but get it for each other. Yes, which were married at the time, so yes, that was so even it's all good. Yeah, that's that's. But I mean, not they were married in real life, yeah, not married yeah, on the show. Yeah. And then the best is right at the end. Uh, Quark gets it for Keiko. Yeah. <laughs> she just looks disgusted. I know. She like, looks oh. appalled. She's not going to move. She's like, if I move, he might touch me. Oh, but there's fight. When Vedic Burial takes a swing at Cisco and hits him, and he's like, come on. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Stax jumps in and kicks his butt. It's awesome. Oh, it's one of the best, funnest, funniest episodes of all time. <laughs> I, I love when Bashir is diagnosing her. And- right. And he's like, it happens to it happens to older Bajoran females. And she's like, it's impossible. It's impossible. It can't be what it is. It's impossible. Yeah, he's I'm like, not old. <laughs> it's classic. It's so good. I mean, it's just fun, goofy, no ramifications, just mm-hmm. fun. Um, the next one that she appears in is um, which is the last uh, DS Nine. It was last her la- walks on his last episode. Was the Muse? The Muse, yes. Which uh, which we. Uh, it's funny because I thought we, the last episode we were doing duet. duet. I thought I thought for some reason he said the muse, and I was watching this episode. I'm like, really? The it's the worst episode? episode, except her storyline is great. Her storyline's great. The muse storyline with the the crazy older lady that's it's sucking kind of disturbing. Yeah, sucking Jake's brain waves out <laughs> is terrible. But the other storyline is where. She that we explained it on last week's episode. Actually, yeah. she's she's pregnant, which mm-hmm. is just that. What a topper to her career as Loxana Troy. She shows up pregnant. It was yeah. just so funny. I mean, that already is cool. She got herself a man, right? She finally got a man, and that's when he can only in in his society. It's, men, kind, of, it's kind of sad. The guy's a turd, though. Oh, I know. But you know, she he ended she up being all right, though. He ended up being all right, but she's such a dysfunctional character, you know. Right. She always goes for the wrong guy. Right. And she she turned to Odo. Yep. And there was another tear almost tearjerker when Odo had to act like he wanted to marry her. Yep. And um and did that great speech. Well they actually got married. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But he had to he had to prove to that to her husband at the time that he wanted to marry her and and he did. And they kinda bought it. And you almost thought, man, they should just keep that going. You know, I like the two of them. They had such a great interaction, her and Odo. Oh, fantastic! You know, that's it, it, they had a mutual. I think because of because of what happened in the Forsaken, it all take, they had it a all started there. Respect for each other. So, right. so even though it was kind of like one of those things, like uh, you know what, like had we seen this grow this relationship grow a little bit more, I think it would could have been cool. I that's, that's why I'm, that's what I mean. I think that that's the best. And once you watch those three. And you can go back and watch the next generation ones and go, man, I just so dig this character. I this is really one of my favorite characters in of in history. Mm-hmm. Just a fantastic, and especially the DS nines are which you kind of have to watch first. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, if someone was looking for ten episodes to watch. You could just watch all the Loaxanas, uh-huh. and that would be a you'd get a good slice of the best that Star Trek could possibly be. You know, and it's not just us. It's uh, all the cast members. All the cast loved working with her. Oh, yeah. Love having her around. Yeah, and in fact, I'm sure the first time... Marina Sirtis considers her her, her, uh, uh, her mother from another, you know. 
Yeah. Mother, I mean, mother. Well, I'm sure when she first showed up, they're like, well, it's the boss's wife. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to be cool. But I'm, but they all say it. And they've all said this. And I'm, I'm sure they're not just blowing smoke. I believe this. That two minutes after meeting her, you just love her. And, well, it's, know, and it's just, it's no, she, and she's such a pro. And she's so good and so funny that, all right. Yeah. Kind of in closing of the, of the whole, the whole Wax on a Troy thing. Um, when I had the opportunities to meet her at the experience, and there I go, there I go, drink everybody. Um, I'm drinking. When, uh, when I had the opportunity yeah. to meet her there, she that's was. That's two drinks. That's a, that's a, that's a corks and a name drop. She was, there you go. <laughs> she was, was a class act. Oh, it's got to woman. Didn't matter who you were, what you were. If you said hi, she would stop and talk to you. And she was the mm-hmm. kindest, most gentle person I've, I, one of the kindest and most gentle people I ever met. Um, she uh, she just was very genuine, and um, I had a couple great conversations with her over the years, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a lot of fun hanging out with her and Rod at a uh, at the conventions. Well, speaking of that, it's funny when you know because we we you know we kind of know Rod now, mm-hmm. and um, I kind of wanted to mention this to Rod, but I it I, you can't because she had just passed away this year. You know, I didn't want to like get deep with him. Mm-hmm. Like, hey man, you know we love your mother. You know, mm-hmm. like she's like I think. You know, I don't know her personally, but I could say her character that she developed in Next Generation DS9 is literally one of my favorite characters in in storytelling history. Mm-hmm. There's like Gandalf, and you know, like I mean, really, <laughs> there's like, just like you know uh, Han Solo, um, you know uh, 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 Quinn Quint from Jaws, uh, yeah. you know Hawkeye from Mash, Loxana Troy from Star Trek. I mean, really, she's on that list. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'd love to talk to him about that, but it's like I thought it was just a little too soon, a little too, too deep, you know. Like we're just hanging out, drinking. Maybe and, we'll have to shoot know. him an email, see if see if he would like to come on and just, right. re, re, you know. Yeah, because I'm telling you, that this character is just I, I said, one of my one of my favorites of all time, and, and a great place to start if you were looking to. to and you know what? I just did it last week for to prep for this episode. Uh-huh. Watch those ten episodes. Like uh-huh. really, just watch those. They're so fun, and you get like I said, you get such a a nice little slice of the best Star Trek can be. You got some very early so-so next generation, but yet still finding its feet and good and fun to watch all the way up until DS9 at some of its best. Uh-huh. Man, you've got these like seven episodes or whatever they are just rocking. Not to mention the fact that she was in every single incarnation of Star Trek. Right. Well, she, yeah, there's that too. But which was, she cool. was on Enterprise. She, who was, she was the voice on Enterprise. She was, uh, um, this is a little more trivia, um, in a mirror darkly, uh, the defiant. Right. She was the voice of the computer. So she did make it in Enterprise. Okay. Just a couple episodes. And I know she did the new movie. She did the new movie. It was like the last thing she did. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Wow. Which is, which is fantastic. I love hearing it. Right. I love hearing it. Oh, because that's that's the voice of that. Yeah. That I I like the original series when it talked like this. Yeah. That is because it sounded you know, like a computer. Yeah, back then that's what computers sounded like. Yep. Yeah. Even though it had a woman's voice. And what what's the episode where it calls her darling? Calls Kirk darling, and Hun. Uh oh, it's the, it's the one where he they they bring the airline the the fighter pilot on board. Oh, that's right. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow was yesterday. Tomorrow yesterday, is, yesterday, yesterday is tomorrow, tomorrow. right? <laughs> All our yesterdays. Wait, no, I'm, yeah, just yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And uh, that's that, that, see that, that brings a smile on my face because I know it's her. Yeah, that calls him hun or yeah. whatever. It's like, yeah. and the, and the guy from the past is like, what? Your computer? And like the way he looks at it, like your computers talk like that. He's like, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone crazy, and we're gonna have to go fix them. Yeah, but. the time travel thing is knocking the computer out. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, watch. 
Watch the Loaxana episodes. If you're on the fences with Loaxana, you know what? Let's listen to this. Should change your mind. Yeah, watch those. It's you're really. It's what's four, five, six, six, seven episodes. Yeah, four next gens, three DS nines. No, five, five next gen. Okay, so eight episodes. Yeah, really, not a lot to ask. No, no, you know, no, I mean, we're all Star Trek fans. We watch Star Trek all the time, but watch those eight in that order. Yeah, just as he appeared, and then you know, it's you gotta love it. You got my, I do one of my some of my favorite stuff. So this, what do you think, David? This is going to be something that we're going to revisit. Yeah. I think characters. we should do yeah characters. Are we gonna do Garrick next? Too? Are we gonna do Garrick oh, next? Man. Are you gonna wait for that one? No, dude. I could I could do four episodes on Garrick. <laughs> we should do an episode on every episode of Garrick, like <laughs> a whole hour on just that just, episode. Just on that episode. Well, when it you know one thing that we've I don't know why we've done this, but we've skirted around Pale Moonlight for so long. Yeah. That well, we're gonna have to do it for Best of Trek. Oh yeah. And I think I'm, I can't wait for that. That's going to be Trekcast's first four-hour episode. <laughs> I think we should do it on Memorial Day, like um, like Jerry Lewis or Marathon. The Marathon. And we should do a 24-hour episode on oh, on, on, on in the pale moonlight. Well, you know, we got we got we can get delivery. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm serious. I don't want it to though. No, it's got to no, be delivery. Yeah, 24-hour episode of in in the pale moonlight. Oh man, that'd we, be something else. We, the episode is only 40 minutes, but we can do 24 hours on it. <laughs> <laughs> See you next so time. Who, oh wait, wait, wait! Well, who do you think? Uh, who do you think we should do next? We'll actually ask you guys. What do you? I think Garrick. I think. Um, hey, you know, it's it's really hard to do Spock because he's in Spock. so much. You know, main characters. We can talk about it. No, That's no, easy. yeah. Well, see, we end up talking about the main characters anyway. We did yeah. a whole Pat Stewart thing. We did a whole Riker thing. Yeah, it's picking these other characters that are like I love. Um, Garrick is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, a Barkley, I could do a Barkley. So we'll ask we'll ask the listeners who do we th- who should we do next? Barkley. I think I think, I think Barkley because I know who we should do Keiko O'Brien. Oh, you wait, why not? <laughs> I hate easy. her. I hate her. I don't hate Rosalind Cho. No, I hate Keiko. I O'Brien. love I love watching that episode tonight. It was kind of it was uh, kind of funny. It's like real that was life fascination. Though. It was real, real life. And, oh. it was just, and then she put on the red dress and all was forgiven. Oh, yeah. Because she looked great. Yeah, she did. But um, there's, in fact, you know, speaking of Rosalind Cho, she was in uh, MASH. Mm-hmm. Last episode, she married Klinger. Oh, there you go. Wow, this has been a MASH Star Trek thing. It's been a mashup. A mashup. It's been a Star Trek mashup. If, you know, if this wasn't going to be called like Luxana Troy or whatever, <laughs> I'd call it Star Trek mashup. Let's but MASH would have the little dots between it. Let's get out of here and have some sacred chalice of Rick's. Yes. Well, before that, we have a we have a, a little treat some guys made for us, right? Right. Some uh, it's a Christmas song. <laughs> Stand by to receive our transmission. I'm screaming. We're all going to die. Oh, what fun it is to fly on the U.S. Enterprise. Hey, what a breach, what a breach. We're all going to die. Oh, what fun it is to fly on the U.S. Enterprise. Dashing for the last escape pod. Oh, 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 no. Access denied. I wish I would have gotten. That last promotion Because I am a richer I can kiss my butt goodbye Oh, work or reach, work or reach We're all going to die 
Oh, what fun it is to fly on the U.S. Enterprise. Oh, what for breach, what for breach, we're all going to die. Oh, what fun it is to fly on the U.S. Enterprise. Sir, I protest, I am not a merry man. Are you able to cease thinking on command? Man, that was festive. That was very nice. Who did we get say. that from? The That'd Geek Brothers something? The Babbling Brothers Geek Show. Oh. You have to check them out. Yeah. Uh, that was Matt from Matt Truck and Trekkie. He's oh. the host. There we go. And it is that time of year, folks. It is indeed. And uh, speaking of the gift of giving, we do need to thank our five-star reviewers. And we and we are the number one rated, I must say. Oh, by so far nice. now. It's yeah. awesome. Yes. So uh, we would like to thank... Cody Hintz for his five or her five star review. Right. Um, Geekerino. Um, Darth Fritter. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. Twisted Luck 13. Uh, Twisted Luck, by the way, your uh, your Nerd Alert stickers are in, in the mail. Oh, there we go. Get a nice Christmas present from TriCast. Um, Khaki Blue Socks. Murray 1134. Orbital Chime. And Chuck Master eighty three. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much. I wonder if Chuck's from uh, from Sci Fried. Might be Chuck. Oh, you know, okay. I got a I got a ma- I got a mail from Sci Fried. Yeah. From a guy named Jim. Yeah. And I'm like, dude. Well, Chuck's the Chuck. We go back with Chuck for. Yeah. Oh boy, we're talking inside. People don't know what tech we're talking about. Sci Fried's a band. They go to the conventions, mm-hmm. but Chuck and his wife, I think it's Christine. Mm-hmm. We know from the convention they're the Klingons. Hell yeah, dudes. And Chuck Con, and the Warp Core Breach Festival. No, oh, that's uh, yeah, I forgot well, about that. They used to come in and uh, oh, the punch the cards and all that. Yeah, boy, exactly. we're talking like that's inside baseball. We're going blah 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 exactly. to most listeners. Are like, what are you talking about? But hey, Chuck knows who we're talking about. That's right. All right, man. Thanks a lot for those five star reviews, guys. Thank Keep you. them coming. Yes, please. We love. I love reading them. They're awesome. Yes, they make me feel good when when things are down. That's right. Well, there you have it. Another episode in the can. Check us out at trekcast.com. Also, if you would, please subscribe to us via iTunes. Leave those reviews. Subscribe to us. We'll get some numbers. Get up the list. Get more listeners. Do more shows. Have more fun. But for now, we're all done. So live long and prosper, and we'll see you next week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.